Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to a brand new edition of Get Right To It, of course, with me, your host, Chris Stevens. Hopefully you all had a great weekend. Hopefully you are ready for the week ahead. And for me, it's a lot of work to be done. Homecoming is this weekend at my college alma mater coming up, uh, the Delaware State University, if you're not familiar where I went to college. And very much looking forward to going back. And the interesting thing about going back to homecoming, especially post-pandemic, is just being around people that you went to school with for a long time, you know, years ago, coming back to see a bunch of folks that you may have missed or may not have seen before. It's just a good time. Actually, I'll be there on business for the first half of it because I cover Delaware State football for my local newspaper as a part-time gig and supplement to my regular job, like from, I guess, two to whenever the game ends. And then I'll walk around and try to find some friends until... I get tired and get want to hit back up the road, which is not going to be very long because my social battery is hella low, nine times out of ten. And next week, I'm going to be on a plane to Atlanta for work. I'm scared to death. I'm going to tell you all a little secret. A little secret that you may not know about Chris Stevens, I am definitely afraid of heights, which obviously means I am afraid to fly. I've only been on airplanes twice in my entire 41 years of living, and both of those times came 16 years ago in the same two or three weeks span. I can tell you those stories because they were very interesting on the surface. Um, The first one was to the National Association of Black Journalists Convention in Indianapolis, Indiana. This was August of 06. Like I literally was a walking anxiety attack leading up to my flight, getting on the plane to Philadelphia International and wondering what the hell was going to happen while I was in the air and I fell asleep on the way to Indianapolis. That was one plane ride down. Second plane ride back was a little more quieter. That one I stayed up for because it was like 5 o'clock in the morning coming back on a Sunday. And it might have been 50 people on that flight maybe. So it was just like a peaceful ride back into Philly International. That was the first plane ride. Second plane ride. Delaware State football team. See, I've been covering Delaware State football on and off my entire adult life, it seems like. <laughs> um was playing the Florida A&M Rattlers in the Detroit Ford Football Classic in Ford Field. That game has been long discontinued, unfortunately. But instead of flying out of Philly International, the DSU football team flew out of Dover Air Force Base. So got to uh, get on the plane with the football team, with the coaches, the SIDs, the school administrators, and all of that. That was the rowdiest plane ride I've ever been on. And mind you, I've only been on, you know, two round trips. That trip back from Detroit was wild as hell because those dudes cut a damn fool because they had won. That that trip to Detroit was memorable because, number one, I had gotten to see a real newsroom up front. Uh, my friend Kelly L. Carter, who, of course, is working you know in Hollywood as a journalist now, worked for the uh, Detroit Free Press at the time. When she found out I was coming to town, she was like, I can show you the newsroom. I was like, great, because I've always wanted to... I mean, granted, the paper I interned at the previous couple summers prior, it was cool, but it wasn't like a newsroom newsroom. Seeing the Detroit Free Press newsroom was like an absolute eye-opener for me. Like, it literally was one of those things that told me, yes, I want to be a professional journalist. And I was. I just never reached the level of a Metro Daily. I'll probably, again, I'll probably talk more about my journalism experience another time. But, yeah. Got to see um, some segments of Detroit. The only thing I missed was Hitsville. If I ever go back to Detroit, that is the first place I'm going to stop is Hitsville, just to go look at the um, original Motown building. That's all I want to do when I get back to Detroit. Okay, football team wins the game. 
Maze featuring Frankie Beverly is a post-game concert. And after I do all my press interviews, send off my story, and I watch Frankie for a good 40, 45 minutes until they're like, all right, we're getting ready to go, go back to the airport. We tucked out of there Saturday night. Those dudes did not – that football team full of 50, 60 players, whatever it was, did not stop acting the damn fool until the plane touched back down at Dover Air Force Base. Needless to say, I haven't flown since. And that was 16 years ago. This was 2006. It is 2022. I am scared to death. I'm going to go to Atlanta to meet my coworkers for the first time in person because it's a remote gig. They like retreats, and I'm not a very social person. So getting on a plane that I'm scared to death of, number one, and number two, trying to be social after I get off the damn plane, it's going to be a challenge. But, you know, life is for the living. So you got to try to do as much as you can while you got the time to do it. So that's pretty much where I am at this point. Getting ready for homecoming, trying not to freak out about a flight, trying not to freak out about being social, which is always one of my greatest points of consternation. So worried about that, but I think I'll be fine. Other than that, got a packed show for you today. Be talking some music, be talking some more things about life after 40. Just in general, a good time on this podcast. If you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes, go to anchor.fm forward slash get right to it, G-E-T-W-R-I-T-E-T-O-I-T, and there you can catch all the previous episodes from this new rebranded era that I'm starting and the previous episodes, which of course was the Chris Pods and Things show. But you can tell there's a difference between the CP&T show and get right to it. So thank you all for listening. First three episodes have been great. Got a lot of great feedback, been a lot of listens. Hopefully we can continue. I may have a special guest for you later on this week. So, so much in store for this podcast. I'm glad you guys are listening. I'm glad you guys are supportive, but I'm talking too much in this intro. Got a lot to talk about and not a lot of time to talk about it. So let's get right to it. If you've been following me on social media for a while, you know that I've been really reflective since I turned 40 last September 25th. Of course, this September 25th just passed, was 41. And I thought about something that brought, came to my attention on social media. There was a tweet from a woman who said that she had went to a, a, an adult establishment where all the dancers were over 40. And I said, that sounds like a good time. I followed up saying that I'm cool with whatever's put in front of me with consent, of course. I'm not one of those guys that is hung up on perfect looks, perfect body, any of that stuff. And that's something that I just thought about off the top of my head that I wanted to talk about. Because when you turn 40, they say that there's a special gene that's called don't give a fuck that kicks in. And sometimes that can be true. And there's also something that I have realized. It may be different for others. It could be something that people can relate to. But one thing that I've noticed is that you start to realize that everybody's shit stinks after a while. And what I mean by that is nobody's perfect. We are all human beings with different characteristics, different trademarks, different positives, different flaws. We are all human beings. None of us are perfect. And it took me so long to get to this point because I spent so much time hating everything about myself from a physical standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, a mental standpoint, like y'all may not notice, you may have heard me say this before, but I actually hate my voice. Like I wish it was deeper. I wish it was richer. I wish it had more tone to it. Like, I don't know. Some of y'all have been listening to me do podcasts since 2011. And for those of you who are not tired of my voice yet after damn near 12 years, I commend you. Okay. Because for me, it's a point of consternation. And I'll never forget Years ago, long time ago, when I was first making my way through adulthood, 
First full-time job in journalism, living in a brand new place, trying to meet people, trying to date. Met this woman on Black Planet. She wanted to talk on the phone. I picked up the phone and called. She said, you sound like a white guy or a white girl. I can't remember. It was either one of the two. And she hung up. Didn't say goodbye. Didn't say she wasn't interested. That was her lasting impression of my voice. And yeah, people were like, wow, you dudes really hold on to a lot of shit. Yes, we do. But the important thing is some of us have learned that is not everyone else's cross to bear anymore. Like we can't keep projecting our insecurities and our issues on everyone else. That is something that I, it took me years to learn. And now it's like, okay, fine, fuck it. You know, I was almost 400 pounds at one point, took care of that. My voice, can't change that. My face, can't change that. Best thing I can do is just be the best Chris that I can be. And in some respects, since then, life has gotten better. You know, new job, new place to live. I've actually had a you know a fairly good time on a couple of Tinder dates. Well, actually, it was one Tinder date where I met someone a couple of weeks ago and we you know hung out again this past Friday. So yeah, I mean, shit's cool at this point. And I think what I realized is that you live inside your head long enough, you will talk yourself out of just about any and everything that you want. And I'm mad that it took me this long to do it and figure that out. But at the same time, I'm glad that I'm not trapped in that mindset anymore because it can hurt you. And that is why I say we all discover at some point that everybody's shit stinks. None of us are perfect. None of us are flaw free. Everybody has something that is like a weakness or a perceived weakness, I'll say, or something that they may not be too fond of about themselves or something that they realize that they need to work on. And that's just something that comes with age and with wisdom and with growing up. And I'll say this, and I'll be dead honest about it. Women are much better at this than men. Because here I am, 41 years old, and I have burned hella bridges over the course of college, adulthood, early adulthood, my 30s. I can tell you straight up, there are people out there that may not like me, that don't, that don't care for me that much. And people that are listening to this podcast that have known me a long time will probably say, is that really true? It is. It is. Because I can admit that at some points in my existence, I was not a good person. And that was mainly because I was so insecure with myself that I just ran everybody off. Burned so many bridges. Like people who could have helped me, people I could have had deeper bonds with, relationships with. Talked myself probably out of more dates and different things with more women than you can probably imagine. But learning that now, it served a purpose. Not pissing people off and not alienating people. I'm not saying that served a purpose. I'm saying realizing that I made those mistakes is what served a purpose. Because I would still be doing this at 41 years old, being bitter about this, you know, projecting my issues onto other people and different things of that nature. I'm growing out of that slowly but surely. I feel a lot more confident in myself now where I don't have to lead with, oh, you probably just going to diss me anyway, or I knew that you weren't going to like me because I was this, that, and the other. You learn and you grow. And yeah, there are people that don't have fond memories of me. You ask certain people about Chris, they'll be like, oh man, that dude hates himself, or he hates women, or you know, he talked to me this way, he talked to me that way. And yeah, they're right. My mother always said, if you own your shit, nobody can shame you. So consider this part of the way of me owning my shit. 
Yes. Most of the time, I'm a, I'm a good human being, but other times, I have struggled with that. Not going to lie to you. Won't do that. Won't play in your face. I've had some situations and things that I look back on and with an objective eye now. Because if we're talking about Chris at 35, 36, it probably was like, well, this person was probably going to fuck me over anyway, or this person this person did me dirty and I felt a way about it. Now with an objective view of things, at 41 years old, it was like, yeah, I really just blew a lot of stuff. And there's no pleas being copped here because no point in going back in time. You can't do it. But the only thing you can do is just own your shit, be honest about it, and clean it up moving forward. And that is what I'm attempting to do at this stage in the game. Like, there's no denying that I've played a, a bigger role in my own issues than I would have cared to admit prior to the late 30s, early 40s stages of my life. But that's what adulthood is about. Owning your shit, learning from it, and making sure you don't make those mistakes again. Because when you know better, you do better. And that's really all it boils down to. I don't know why that tangent started from a 40-plus strip club when I really meant to just talk about the physical aspect of it. But yeah, the mental aspect matters too, the mental and emotional aspect of it. Like, I was a socially stunted human being for a very long time. Still am. That's why I'm so worried about getting on a flight, going to Atlanta, meeting people that I've only seen on Zoom and Slack chats. Because even though we work, we've worked together for six months, going on seven, actually... Yeah, six months going on seven. Meeting these people for the first time has me spooked because I am not the best person socially. I'm just very low-key to myself in my own head. When you don't have much social grooming, social experience, you tend to live in your own head and then make some mistakes and then present yourself in such a way where people think you're a weirdo or you're hateful or you're strange or you're this and you're that. And you can't fight those allegations. Lord knows I couldn't from 2000 and shit. Shit, let's go back further. From high school to, yeah, probably 2018, 2019, a good 20, 21, 22, 23 years. I just was not a good person socially. You know, I was very in my own head, thinking everyone would hate me and then just trying to, you know, beat everybody to the punch and just... Being like, all right, well, this person's going to screw me over, so I'm just going to stop fucking with them altogether. Or just tell them that, yeah, I know what you really think of me and ghost you or just do stupid shit. Like, I was just really stupid for a very long time. That's really what it boils down to. And learning to get past that has been my greatest challenge. Especially when I lost the weight and felt like I was attractive enough to pursue dating or pursue the whole phase and the casual hookup experience that I thought I didn't get in my 20s and my 30s. And then people probably listen to this podcast like, you are too old to be a hoe. I'll never get my own work supervisor at my last job, my previous job, because um, she got through to me when no one else at that um, particular job could. And I was like, I really want to belong to the streets for a little while. And she said, Chris, you too old for the streets. And I had just turned 40. So I was like, really? You really going to say that about me? And people listen to this podcast writing like, why are you in your 40s talking about having a whole phase? Because that's what I want. People can have what they want. I mean, people can desire different things. It doesn't always mean that that's going to happen, obviously. But 2022, I'll be honest with you guys, it's been really good to me from a, you know, a casual standpoint. 
<laughs> Maybe I'll get into more of that the more comfortable I get on this podcast talking about my personal life. The only reason I've been so gun-shy, honestly, about going really, really deep into my personal life, like with dating stories, romance stories, and all that, is because growing up being a sheltered kid, you know, trying to not bring shame to your family or being in a field such as journalism where you have to be really buttoned up for a long time and just having those chains taken off after a while is just like, wow, now I can really just say what I want and be who I want to be. So like I said, I've, you know, 2022 has been good to me in some respects when it comes to certain aspects of the game, we'll say. I may get more into that later, but anyway, just something that tweet reminded me of about, you know, the 40 over strip club or whatever was that we all here for one reason. What your reason is ultimately is up to you. Can't be defined by anybody else. Can't be initiated by anybody else. Can't be created by anybody else. It's your reality. Your reality is going to be different from my reality. My reality is going to be different from the next person's reality. The next person's reality is going to be different from that next person's reality. So we just have to be mindful of who we are, what we want out of life, and just try to live that life as best we can. Because we don't know how much time we have left, honestly. Any of us. Tomorrow is not promised. And I keep saying I'm going to get away from this dark shit, but I just wanted to, if it sounds dark, I do apologize. But just me being able to open up and be honest about who I was as a person, who I don't want to be anymore, how I'm trying to continue on the path of just being a better person. I feel like sharing that with y'all because I owe y'all no less. I can talk to y'all all day long about music, society, and different things of that nature. But if I'm not going to be honest with you about myself, then what's the point of me doing a podcast? Just saying. But that's all I really wanted to get across is that when you turn a certain age, so much of the stuff that you cared about in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, it just stops being important after a while. Like, I'll just, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put this example out there. This is, consider this your warning. If you do not want to hear Chris Stevens, the person that you may know as just a music-loving, sports-loving writer who is getting his life on track, who loves cars, who loves old-school R&B, if you don't want to hear that Chris talk about sex, you are free to skip the next few minutes of this podcast. For those of you that are still here, let's rock and roll. Okay, so, Tinder date. All right, met this woman. She's dope. She's pretty cool. She doesn't have much time to date because, you know, family situations. You know, she's freshly divorced. She has a very important job that takes up most of her time. But a couple Sundays ago, we met, had coffee, had a great conversation. And the chemistry was just so natural that things kind of progressed to the land of ecstasy, we'll say. And it was great. It was wonderful. I hadn't had that kind of chemistry with somebody in a long time. And for someone fresh off the bat like that, you know, someone you had just met a few hours earlier, that type of chemistry is just like unbelievable. So we agreed to give it another whirl in a couple of weekends when she didn't have her kids. Friday comes. She texts me and says, I do believe that my friend is coming this uh, at this weekend, the time of the month friend, because she had let me know that she was spotty. I think she wanted to be honest with me, and I don't know if she expected me to freak out or be upset or claim she was lying like some dudes do when women bring up their monthlies because I understand now that researching social justice issues such as women's reproductive rights, Roe v. Wade and all of that, that women's bodies are 
awesome and complicated at the same time. Like no woman has the same period symptoms or has the same period experience. So I left it up to her. I said, if you are good to go, I am good to go. If you're not, we can reschedule. Not a big deal. She said, I am good to go. So we we linked up again. And to much of our relief, it didn't really get that messy. Well, it got messy in some respects, just not in a crimson way. We'll leave it at that. But yeah, just learning that life is different for every one of us and that the things that you were hung up on when you were younger, they just don't really matter that much when you get older because you're just happier to be here. You're happier to experience things. You're happier to meet someone that you connect with. You're happy that this person is sharing certain aspects of themselves with you. You just stop giving a fuck. <laughs> really? That's really what it boils down to. That's really all I wanted to get across in this segment. Like, I literally just, that tweet started a stream of consciousness before I got caught up in the Phillies game that i just been thinking about all day. And I said, okay, I'm going to talk about this on the pod because I want everyone to understand that adulthood takes you in different directions, especially when you're talking about personal growth. And personal growth for me looks like things that might have tripped me out or made me panic or made me anxious don't really factor in because I'm just so focused on trying to enjoy this life and experience as much of this life as I can now. And I don't know how much longer I'll be able to do it because the world, of course, is a dumpster fire right now. But until then, go and live it up. That's what I plan to do. And I hope you do it too because there's so much out here for you to see, so much out for you to do, so much to enjoy, so much to learn, so much to experience. We should all try to do as much as we can because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So, yeah. That's basically another thing about 40 that I just wanted to bring across that you can have certain standards and practices and all of that when you're younger, but the older you get, the more you find that you just want to be around good people and have a good time. And that will matter more than anything else in the world to you at this point. I guess I'm going to a little bit more about, you know, personal things and different things of that nature. Um... I asked a question on Twitter. If you're not following me on Twitter, you should. Twitter handle is CJ Writes and Things. That's C J W R I T E S. The letter N T H A N G S. Still thinking about changing it. I mean, I've had the same Twitter account since 2009. My first Twitter handle was CJ Starchild. Then I changed it to CJ Writes and Things when I leaned into the fact that I was a journalist and a novelist. I might end up changing it to my real name at some point. I mean, shit, I, it's everywhere else. Why not? But for now, it's CJ Writes and Things on Twitter. I asked last night. Um, I asked earlier this weekend, what have you added to your personal style that makes you feel really good about yourself from a physical standpoint? And I have to say, shaving my head was the best thing that I have ever done. Well, yeah, losing 100 plus pounds, that's up there. But shaving my head, finally admitting that I was never going to grow locks, that I was never going to have enough hair for an afro because I just didn't have the patience to grow that shit out. I just said, you know what? I'm going to stick with the goatee going to shave my head and just lean into this clean look. And it works for me. Like I feel super attractive in some respects and it may not matter to anyone else but me. And I think that's probably where a lot of us go wrong in terms of how we view ourselves from a physical standpoint, because yeah, we all want somebody to think we're sexy. We all want somebody to think we're handsome. We all want somebody to think we're pretty or beautiful or somebody that, you know, somebody could, that could get it or whatever. It's human nature. It's, it's natural. But being able to look at yourself and be like, hey, I'm cool with what's in the mirror. 
that's the win. And that took me years. Another thing that took me years, aside from the internal unlearning of being a bitter, hurt, angry person that took all of his frustrations out on the rest of the world, I had to learn to look at myself and say, okay, this isn't going to change. I can't do anything about my face. I can't do anything about my skin complexion. The most I can do is lose weight. Anything else is just going to have to be a bonus. I actually said I was going to shave my head for my birthday, which was uh, September 25th, but I changed my mind because for some because everything happened so fast during my birthday week. I got this new apartment. I spent most of my birthday weekend and the week after that moving that I just totally f- forgot about my hair. So a couple weekends ago, I actually before I met my Tinder date, my, my Tinder friend, um, I just before we even before we even connected, like I just shaved my head and said, I'm starting fresh with everything. And that includes my head. So I had this thing called Cut Buddy that I bought from can't remember if I got it from Walmart or Target or Family Dollar. I do my shopping all over the place. I ain't, I ain't particular. If there's something that I can find at a, at a store, ain't no shame in where I find it. Like for my like my glasses frame come from Rite Aid. My my hair my hair devices come from like Walmart or something. You know, you find stuff where you can find deals, man. Because life is expensive, and you got to save some money at some point. But yeah. So I got this thing called Cut Button. It was like a um a personal shaver for your face and your head. The weekend of October the 8th, I just went ahead and bzzz, And it felt so natural to just be able to feel skin up here. Like, the only problem is my hair grows back kind of quick because now I shave my head every two weeks. And then for some strange reason, by the end of the weekend, there's some peach fuzz on the top of my head. So maybe... I'm just going to have to shave it a lot more than I would like to, but that's something that I'll gladly do because it makes me feel good about myself. Like, I cannot wait to go to homecoming with this new look. I cannot wait to meet my coworkers in Atlanta with this new look. And that's strange because, again, being around people makes me nervous, but at the same time, I want to present the best me physically. I want to put my best foot forward in that regard, and then hopefully I can be calm and cool enough to present the best personality side of me forward so that's something I just wanted to you know ask you guys if you feel like answering this question I may retweet it along with the link to this particular podcast but if there's something about your look that you've added over the years that makes you feel good about yourself it could be weight loss it could be a certain hairstyle it could be a certain makeup or scent or something or your clothes whatever makes you feel good please let me know you can shoot me an email if you want to, Chris Stevens Wright, C-H-R-I-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-S-W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com. Once again, my Twitter handle is CJ Writes and Things, and I'll probably retweet that question as a link to this particular podcast. But yeah, that was something I thought about as well. I was like, yo, I'm talking all this stuff about personal development. I haven't really launched into the physical aspect of it. But yeah, just being able to shave my head just from maintenance standpoint, for crying out loud, because... It's cool to put tea tree oil in your hair. It's cool to worry about the, you know, the hairline and the edges and all of that. But when you shave all of that shit off, ain't nothing to worry about. And it's a beautiful thing. It's just a maintenance thing for me at this point. Like, I just don't have the time to just be getting designs and trims and all of that. I just like to, you know, have a clean look about my scalp. So once that, once I realized that cut buddy works like a charm, I said, you know what? This is the new me. I'm just going to be bald-headed until the day I get called home. And I like it. I mean, it works for me. That's something that I'm hopeful for in my dating life is that, you know, more 
more hands will get to touch my head in that respect. You know, women hands. You know what I'm saying. But yeah, in general, that's basically it. If there's something that you liked about your personal style that you added over the years, let me know because it may be something that I may bring up in a future podcast. But that was something that I just thought about off the rip while I was going through my notes for this episode. I said I was going to talk about music on this episode. That's really the point of me having a podcast is to talk about music. But then I remembered that I'm likely going to have a special guest. You can check for that announcement probably later on this week as we'll probably be talking about a famous album that has a famous milestone birthday later on this week. But yeah, so much happens when you are forming a podcast that sometimes when you start riffing, the riffs get good to you and you look up and you realize you don't want to spend too much more time recording something that is just going to be off the off the beaten path of what your theme was. And that's something that I've learned over the 11 years I've been podcasting. If you're not familiar, I started an internet radio show on Blog Talk Radio called All Subjects Everything way back in 2011. I also have had a automobile podcast called Riding and Roll, and I had a music podcast for a short period of time called The Groove Line. There's also this that I started on Anchor in 2020. I'm just a veteran at this, a veteran that has learned different aspects of podcasting to just be better at it, you know, just in terms of my delivery, what I'm going to talk about, how I talk about it, injecting my personality into it, having guests, having guests is the hardest part because I have a hard time reaching out to people and saying, hey, would you like to be on my podcast or hey, I would love to have you on my podcast. But I know y'all just don't want to hear me talk for 30 minutes every week. So I'm going to be better at just reaching out to people and saying, hey, I'd like to have you on so you can be a guest and we can talk about this, that and the other. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. So I'm just going to do it. Reach out, have guests, talk about different subjects, different topics, different points of interest. Hopefully get some good stories to to share and we will go from there. So until then, that is it for this particular episode of Get Right To It with Chris Stevens. Thank you all for listening. As always, greatly appreciate you. Anchor.fm forward slash G-E-T-W-R-I-T-E. Did I spell that right? Let me try again. Anchor.fm forward slash G-E-T-W-R-I-T-E-T-O-I-T. Pivot is in my pedigree. Okay, never. All right, yeah, you got it. Get, anchor.fm forward slash Get Right To It is where you can listen to any episode. We're also on Spotify. You can search for us there at Get Right To It. If you want to follow me on Twitter, once again, my Twitter handle is CJ Writes and Things. C-J-W-R-I-T-E-S, the letter N-T-H-A-N-G-S. Or you can shoot me an email with your questions, comments, concerns, suggestions. Or if you want to be a guest. Chris Stevens writes, C-H-R-I-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-S-W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com. Thank y'all for listening to this episode of Get Right To It. Got another one coming up this week. So until then, y'all take care of each other out there, man. Peace. Peace.